You're listening to Wake Up Call. I'm your host, Christina Krebs. If we haven't met before, I was a divorce lawyer in New Jersey for 15 years. I'm currently the CEO and co-owner of New Jersey Divorce Solutions, a divorce law firm located in Edison, New Jersey. I'm talking to people who have overcome their fears and forged their own path in life. They had a wake-up call to make a radical change. They did it, and so can you. My guest today is Suzette Zwania, master lash artist Suzette Zwania is the founder and owner of LH Spa and Rejuvenation with locations in Livingston and Madison, New Jersey. Suzette is a global pioneer in the art of eyelashes and aesthetic treatments. LH Spa and Rejuvenation offers cutting-edge skin care and beauty services. Suzette shares her journey from lash artist to entrepreneur of two successful and thriving businesses. Welcome, Suzette. Wow, thank you. That is uh, quite an intro. It is. Well, it's all true. Yeah. Um, actually, it's even more than that. I have to say, just for our audience, I first became acquainted with you whenever you started your business, which I don't even remember when that was. 2011. Yeah. So it's been even longer than I thought. Eight years, yeah. I think you had just opened. You were relatively new. It was at least less than a year. Right. And I came to get lashes. It was the very first time I had ever done that. And I just loved your vibe. I loved your space that you had. I loved your logo that you had, which I think is different now. Yes, I think at the time it was like a, a girl. Yes. I think I named her Valentina at the time. Oh, okay. It was yes. a drawing. And what I loved yeah. about her is she had uh, Louboutin shoes she on. She did. She had skinny jeans, Louboutins, and she had, oh my, kind of like what I'm wearing today. She had a shirt, a great belt. Yeah, She was you. That's why you liked her so That's much, so right? so funny. I never even thought of that. I yeah. have looked everywhere, by the way, for that logo. I can't find it. So you're going to have to share it with me when, when we get out of here. I will. <laughs> but, um, and so I kept coming. You kind of expanded your services gradually over time. And, and I've just been a loyal customer and I've been, always admired the way you run your business and the way it's just gradually expanded. And I don't know. I just like the vibe. And then I came in one day years later and discovered that you had opened a second location. Right. That was last year. Um, we are open almost a year now in Madison. And uh, the demand was there for more Morris County. So then we just made the move. So I think you're one to watch. Thank you. You're welcome. You. And just watching you over the years, I just feel like it's a testament to you being in your purpose. I mean, you can talk to us about that, but it seems like you're really tapped into something that's working for you. Right. I started in 2011. Uh, I was the only person in the state of New Jersey at the time doing lash extensions. I started out by myself in a little room in a salon, and it just was it was nonstop. I was doing clients from New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. Since there were so few people doing it at the time, my business was just booming. So I had to kind of make a move, and what was I going to do? So I decided to open a beauty boutique and hopefully get more people to do it, to actually physically do the lashes, train people, and have and staff up. And, and you were the lash house before, I right? was the lash house. And how that started was when I was renting space, my husband said to me, we have to do, like, we have to be legit, right? So we have to start a real business. So I said, you know what? I do lashes in a house. Let's just call it Lash House. I'll change it when I get big. And I just got big overnight. That is awesome. And were you, you were not even expecting that, right? Never. At the time, I had, so Lash House is eight years old. I have a 10-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. So everything happened so quickly that I thought I was just going to work three full days a week and be a mom. 
and the business just expanded. Like it just happened seriously overnight. It and just you were probably busy. just hoping that, you know, you make enough money to never. pay certain bills or something. Right? I never expected to have two locations. Now I want three. And it just kind of happened. It just kind of evolved. And really with the help of my husband and just following the trends and skincare, it just it just evolved. So why don't we back up a little bit? How did even before the businesses, how did you get involved in aesthetics? Okay, so I was working in a hair salon while I was going to college as a receptionist. And I was in charge of doing all the days of beauty. And I loved it. I loved following the client around, making sure they're okay, ordering them lunch. I love for them. I love to experience I was experienced with them what they were, all like the wellness and beauty. So when I went to college, because I was forced by my parents, and I finished, I realized I wanted to go to beauty school. And they allowed me because I did my part and I went to college. So I wanted to go to beauty school. But at the time, at the salon, there was two people there who were very busy with waxing. And I kind of didn't fit in. There was really not a place for me. So I had to find like a niche. So at the time, I was getting married, and one of these Facebook ads came up, and it was for eyelash extensions. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. No one's doing it. My main concern was not lashes, was finding something that nobody was doing so I could be just as important and busy as they were. So then I went to the course, and I loved it, and then I've been doing it ever since. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I just didn't want to step on anyone's toes. Uh, I didn't want to do hair. I was, you know, skincare, I love skincare, but being stuck in a facial room with, with spa music all day in the dark is not me. You know, I yeah. wanted, I like to see something from the beginning, like start from the beginning to completion. I love so, that. Yeah. So then you got your license and then what were you doing with, were you work, just working for someone else? I, I, was, I was working in that salon for many years and then it closed because the owner passed away. He was a dear friend of mine. And then I had to kind of find a place for myself. And is that when you decided to go out on your own? So that's when I decided to just rent a room. And I paid, I think, $50 a day, rented like this little like carriage house. And that little carriage house was booming. It was wow. great. And yeah. how did you get your clients? It was all word of mouth. All word of mouth. This is really before social media. So this is, I, I was certified in 2005. So I opened Lash House in 2011. So this is all in between. So really, nobody was really, I don't even think I was even barely on Facebook. So this is just word of mouth. That's amazing. Yeah. You didn't do any other advertising? Nothing. That's crazy. Nothing. I was a one-woman show, so I wouldn't have had a website. I wasn't, I remember, I want, at the same time, I just want to be also a homemaker, and I want to be a mom. I want to kind of just juggle both. So when, when did you decide that you were going to expand and actually have a, a storefront? When I was working from 8 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night, Five, six days a week. Wow. I just couldn't handle it anymore. I just wasn't seeing my kids. I was living an hour away. A couple of times I slept at the carriage house. I slept at Lash House in Livingston many times. Did you ever consider not doing it? No, because I had bills to pay and I had a mortgage and I had babies and I had to do it. I mean, and the thing is, it didn't never felt like work. The commute felt like work, but actually lashing never felt like work because I loved it. That's great. That Not too many people can say that about their job. Yeah. No, I really, and I still love it. It's just now managing two businesses and, you know, 30-something people is just, it's difficult. But. So when you started the Lash House, did you already have a staff lined up so when no, it opened? So I opened by myself. The week I opened, it was by myself. My husband was my receptionist. and I think I remember that. Yeah, he was my receptionist. He's a fireman, so it's funny. And... Uh, no. So when I opened, then two people came and they asked me, you know, they wanted to come work for me. One was doing waxing at the time 
and the other but other person was doing aesthetics. They were doing facials and waxing. Okay. And were they were part time? They were full time. Oh, they were full time. So then for a long time there was three of us. And for like for I want to say about a year there was there was three of us. And it worked well. And you were still doing everything crazy hours. Crazy hours. So having my own business, I can attest to how much work it is to actually just manage the business, regardless of what you do. If you're selling widgets or doing salon services, or in my case, if if you have a law firm. You're, whatever it is, you're running a business. So you have right. to pay bills and pay the rent and right. you know deal with the building and deal with the staff. So ha- was that kind of a surprise to you? I and mean, How did you adjust to all of that? That was my husband's job. That's why oh, nice. it's really 50-50. I think that's even like documented. It's 50-50 because he really deals with... I, I'm more creative. He's more of the business end. He's more payroll insurance. He deals with all that because it was impossible. I was stuck in a room from 8 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. And how was that working with your husband? You know what? We don't see each other. It's perfect. His <laughs> office is upstairs. We really don't. It works out perfectly. You know, sometimes we, we have different opinions, but we try not to bring it home. But we just, I'm open-minded to him. Like sometimes I get mad in the beginning, and then yeah. I have to really think about it because he's usually right, to be so honest. So you really are 50-50 <laughs> partners. 50-50 partners. Okay, but you're sort of more of the face. I'm the face. I'm more creative. I, I do all the ordering. I do most of the hiring. He will see them first, kind of. You know, he will um, he will interview them. Him and my manager. I have a fantastic manager, Natalie. She's fantastic, and she's managing both now. Both salons, yeah. Oh, that's both great. spas, not salons, spas. That's got to be yeah. helpful a lot. So, what do you love to do the most? I still love to lash. I love to train. I love to uh, do things like this. I love to um, to have events. I love to hold events. I like to partner up with local businesses. Um, so what events do you do? Well, we'll partner up with like Bar Method and Pure Bar and different makeup artists. And we'll try to stimulate, you know, a little more business and try to just get out there more. Because really you're stuck in a, in a spot all day long. Yeah. So what percentage of your time at this point would you say is actually doing lashing and services? Probably up to two days a week. So That's would, about it. do you ever see a place in the future where you wouldn't be doing any of that at all? Well, yeah, that's why I keep on training. I keep on training these lash artists so I can pass, you know, pass my clients over. A lot of them are attached to me, which I do appreciate, and I appreciate every single one of them. They've been with me for so many years. But sometimes, you know, I had to cut my days down to two because it's hard to juggle it all. Yeah, you're only one person. I'm one person. So where do you see things going? Well, I'd like, I see myself going more towards the spa medical we have a medical director on staff so we want to go more med spa more non-invasive unfortunately the lash business has changed dramatically in the last couple of years with all these new franchises and how so i don't well i don't think people really value the artistry and the craft and the skill that it takes to take a lash with a tweezer and apply it with adhesive on your eyeball I just, I don't think people, it's all about price now. It's not about. I think you're right about that because I remember when I first started going to you, I don't remember how much it was, but I guess it was sort of considered expensive. And I'm saying that with finger quotes. Right. And then as all these other places started popping up, I noticed that some of them were really cheap. Right. But I would see the people that was go- were going to them, and I have to say, I wasn't all that impressed with the way that their lashes looked. No, because they watch a video. Like these, you know, I have about seven seven certifications with inter- international trainings with trainers, 
And these are like three-day courses. This is not just watch a video for an hour and then go to it. And what about the quality of the materials? Well, the quality, I mean, anytime, I don't know so much about the quality of the materials. They seem to be very thick and plasticky, but I just know there's a lot of glue. People come in all the time, and it's a lot of glue on their eyes. They're, they're very close to the lashes. They're not supposed to be. Lash extensions were meant to be three, three millimeters longer than your own. It's almost like you had to guess. Right now, you just see people with these like tarantula eyes. Yes. It barely could open them. I see that. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't think it looks good. And the problem is, over time, you're not going to have any lashes. Think about tweezing. You over-tweeze. Mm-hmm. By the time you over-tweeze out here too many times, it's not going to grow back. And the way you had explained it to me one time is that your whatever lash you're adhering to the original natural lash really can't be too much bigger or heavier. It can't. It's like stressed. You cannot stress the lash. It can't be too heavy because then it's going to start to grow down, 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 and then it's off. Yeah. So these are things I think obviously a layman doesn't know. So to you ladies out there who are walking around with the tarantula yeah. lashes, I mean, even if you like that, like, you well, know, you know what, you can you could still do it with thinner lashes, and you can you can still enjoy them, and you could you could still have a look, but it's not just about putting a really thick lash on your natural lash. Yeah. You really have to have someone who's skilled, somebody who knows what they're doing, someone who has a lot of experience. Right, because it's about the health of your eyes. People are getting styes, people are getting pink eye, they're getting infections, their tools aren't cleaned. You want to go to a reputable place and someone who, who values that and respects the lash. I know it sounds so silly. No, I don't think it does at all. But otherwise, as you're going to get, it's going to be a lot of problems in the future. Do you get people that come in that had gone somewhere else that had were, are now having problems? Yes. And the problem is we say to them, you have to take this off and give them like at least a break of two, three weeks. And they don't want to. Mm. So it's like, you know, you feel like you're like fighting the masses. Yeah. You know, because they just don't get it because it's either they want... You're better off wearing a strip lash. Well, it's it's kind of like um, when I hear when I see signs, I'll drive by a dentist and I'll see Botox signs, or you know something like that. And I'm like, who are these people that are letting their dentists do Botox? Right. I think you know? it's, I think as people just focus on on the price, the money. That's, that's it, it, right? That's it. A lot of those Botox because we get a lot of people that come in because we also do Botox. And a lot of the different doctors or places for Groupon, they put a saline solution in and they just, they, yeah, they Mm. complete, what is it called? They, um, they mix it. They mix it. So they take the actual Botox out so then they can get more units out of it. Mm, I didn't even know that. That's scary. Yeah, that is scary. Well, I go to a board-certified plastic surgeon for that. <laughs> oh, I, I know who you go to. I think he's fantastic. Yes, yes. I love him. Yes. I should have him come on here one yeah. day. Um, okay, so wh- what happened? Tell me what was going on in your business when you kind of switched over from the lash house to more med spa-oriented. So we were doing um, more facials, and we were doing... Um, more of like the dermaplaning, and then we were we wanted to just get more evasive, right? We wanted to mm-hmm. do more things, and we realized that in the state of New Jersey, we had to, you know, there's a lot of rules. So we um, we partnered up with a medical director, so we were able to do these things. We have a team of nurses that he that work under him, and because of that, now we're able to do. Um, he does the laser, uh, he does the Botox and the fillers. Um, we do uh, skin tightening, which is radio frequency, um, which is really effective, and it's not a laser, so that's you know we could do that. But we wanted to just do a switch because otherwise the lashes weren't just gonna pay the bills anymore. 
So it you sort wasn't. of saw that the, the trends in the market. Yeah, I saw the trends in the market. I actually went to L.A. This is actually a really great story. We went to L.A. for a Lash conference, and there was a couple spas I wanted to visit, and that's what they were doing. They were basically like a beauty boutique turned med spa, and they were doing all these treatments that I wanted to do. So I brought the idea and the design back to Madison, New Jersey. So what were the, what what do you think the vibe is in L.A.? Because I've always felt like L.A. compared to East Coast, their attitudes about just plastic surgery and cosmetic treatments is so different right. than what we do here. Well, like they will do like we do something called Forma, which is the best facial. It's not um, it's not a cleansing facial. It's more of a skin tightening facial. But they'll do that once a week, you know, where they want everything's lifted. They want everything lifted and tighter. Um, I think, you know, when I was there, I didn't see so much of the overdone dermal fillers as much as it it seemed like more skin tightening was more of the rage because they have like these perfect little bodies. They just Mm -hmm. want to preserve them. Well, I forget who it was. Someone famous said you have to choose between your fanny or your face. I want to say it was Coco Chanel, but I'm not sure. So have you heard that expression no, before? No, no. Because if you're thin, you're you don't have the fat in your face, and it kind of right. droops as you age. No, it makes sense. Or you know you can have, be heavier, but then you get you know the fullness in your face and kind of smooth things out a right. little more. Well, now with Forma, you could do both. What is you Forma? Have, Forma is so it feels like a hot stove massage. So we put this ultrasound gel on your face, and with this wand. Typically, it's a wand that heats up, and it gives out radio frequency, like waves. And we do, like, small circles, and it does not hurt. I promise you, smoke feels like a hot stone massage. It's tightening, and it's what it is doing. It's increasing your collagen production. So it's very popular for people who don't want fillers and who are want, they don't want to start that route at all. Well, I've done all therapy. Mm-hmm. Have you done that? No. It, it's, I don't want to say it hurts, I but it hurts. It hurt. I, I was going to say, I heard it hurts. <laughs> Um, when I do it, I get a little cocktail of pills to sort of numb me or calm me down, sedate me, whatever. If they would just do general anesthesia, I'd be fine with that. Right. Um, and even with that, you can feel it. It it's, can be a little uncomfortable at times. Right. Um, so it seems like that might be a good alternative. We do something uh, called Fractora, and that is microneedling with radio frequency. And uh, a lot of people compare it to all therapy. All therapy, it's called? Yeah. All therapy, uh, where we numb you. We numb you for a good hour. We put saran wrap on, and then we you know, we go at it. it. There is some pain involved, especially on the forehead and above the lip, but it's super highly effective. And how long does it take to see results? Two weeks. Wow, really? We always recommend three, once a month, but in two weeks you'll start to see results. Major tightening. And it's good for also acne scars, good for stretch marks. I've done my entire stomach. Really? It's pretty amazing. So I, you don't have to quote like a specific price, but is there a range? Uh, for the face, it's 1000 Uh For the body, kind of depends, you know, the size. We kind of just gauge it by the size of a hand. Mm-hmm. But it is really effective. So when did you switch over? When did you change the name? So we changed the name when we opened Madison, okay. which was kind of bold. And I kind of think it was one of my mistakes because really? people know us as Lash House, not LH Spa and Rejuvenation. And the problem was I had a second location. So people would call and say, is this Lash House? And I'm like, it is Lash House, but we're really LH Spa because the name has always hindered me. Really? Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, I don't want lashes. Like in Livingston Avenue, you drive by. Mm -hmm. And where we are, people drive by so fast that they're like, oh, I'm not interested in lashes. Maybe it could be Lash House Spa. Right. And rejuvenation. Well, we changed it to LH Spa. Now it's on everything. Now it's on the new sign. But, you know, it's... We didn't want to drop. I really, really wanted a whole new name, but I couldn't have done that. 
So that's why we did LH Spa and Rejuvenation. You wanted a whole new name. I did. I wanted a whole new name. I wanted something that encompassed like everything we do, you know, but you're, you know, you're limited and I'm very proud of the business we've built, but at the same time, lashes is not really the forefront anymore. You know, it's just really not. It's more really the face, aesthetics, wellness. We do IV drips as well. Well, I have to do that too. Oh, you got to come in. That is amazing. People add them to hydrofacials. We do dermal infusions. Um, which is more like a microdermabrasion. So I feel like your vibe is just what the modern woman is doing. Well, you know, s- well, you know what I wanted to do. I wanted to do like a. I didn't want to have like a doctor's office setting. You know, you go to the doctor's office, you have that crinkly paper. I didn't want that. You know, I wanted you to have more of that spa feel with the doctor's like results. I love it. Right. I wanted you. All of our rooms have uh, a TV. So while you're doing body contouring and skin tightening, you could like link up to your own Netflix and watch your shows. You could go on our Netflix. Uh, you could watch fo- shows about beauty and wellness or whatever you want. But it's almost served that as a distraction. Yeah. Uh, while we do facials, we'll have like a scene. We'll have like, you know, whether a fish tank, a beach, something. And I have to tell you, people really appreciate that. They come in the room, their shoulders go down and automatically they're like, oh, God. I feel like I wish I was at that beach. And well, I, I like when I go hour, in. We'll take you there. I like yeah. going in your place. I just, um, I think a lot of women feel like they like to be in an environment where they actually like the surroundings and how they look and how they feel when they walk in. Right. And I just love your whole vibe, which I can't, I guess I can't really describe over the radio. But when I walk in, I don't know. It feels like it's like romper room for grownups. What do you think the difference is between Livingston and Madison? Because now you've been to both. Um, I don't know. Because one is like black, white, and gold, and it has the marble floors. And then I don't know. I mean, I get. I think the sentiment is the same. Right. When I walk in, I feel like it's kind. It's luxurious. Yes. You know, I feel like I'm in a spa. Well, I say this is where I want to come. You know, I want to. I want my house. I mean, I think I've tried to pilfer some of your yes. decorations around the office. Yes. No. You know, I just. You know, when I go to a place, you know, I'm a little, a little judgy. You know, if I'm going to spend money here, I want to feel like I want it to be clean. You know, I want it. I want to feel beautiful in it, and that's what I really wanted to project. No, I, I think that, and also, if you're asking people to pay more than maybe they would somewhere else. There has to be something else that right. you're doing, either making them feel a certain way when they're there or the service is better. I think that's kind of the the whole vibe of Starbucks was, I, from what I've read about Starbucks, is who's going to go there and pay two or three times the amount for a cup of coffee? It's not going to be just for the coffee. It's right. going to be because it's an experience well, when you go there. Well, that's what I always, that's what, that is my big, that's my biggest thing. I tell all the girls that worked for me, I said, we are not just providing a service, it's an experience. When we do something called a lash lift, and a, there's a lot of processing time, we do one hand and arm massage. You know, give them something that someone else is not. The reason I wanted to have uh, private rooms were because when you work on somebody one-on-one and you're actually physically touching them, that one-on-one connection is so important. And sometimes people open up, and you don't want to hear the person next door hearing your conversation. No. And that's where I think you could build a relationship with the person. And that's what keeps you coming back. Like I tell the story that this this uh this past summer we went to Italy and I went to this like fantastic restaurant and we you can only go there by boat. It was a very cool experience. So when we get there, they said to me, Oh, we've been expecting you. Okay, I can't tell you anything about the food. I can't tell you anything. All I know is that they made me feel so important 
and I would go back 100 yeah. percent. You know, I just I think it's you want to speak to someone who's qualified and knowledgeable at the front desk and you want to feel comfortable and you want to share what is it you want to change about you or whatever you want to enhance about you and you want to feel comfortable. I totally agree. Well, that's why I've been a loyal customer since oh, I think you. 2011. <laughs> um, I, and I think it was Maya Angelou who said that, I forget the exact quote, I should know it because I'm always saying it, that people might not remember exactly what you said or did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Right, right. You know, I've, I've been through with my clients many divorces, you know, some happy times and some sad times, and it, there's a connection there, and that's... You know, I want the girls to be compassionate, and I want them to do a great job. It's not just about a number. It's it's about building a relationship. So how did you, and, and this is really kind of a selfish question because I have staff too, and this is something that I sometimes struggle with, is how do you supervise and manage your staff? Because you can't be everywhere all the time. So how do you make sure that they're actually delivering the product or the service that you want, that you're talking about right now? Well, I'll sneak in a friend or two. I'm not going to oh. lie. You know, listen, listen, you want to trust everybody, <laughs> and I get it. You know, at the same time, I understand that I, I built a place with rooms. You don't really know what goes on behind those doors, you know. But, you know, you hope to hire people who are professional. You know, sometimes some slip in the cracks, but you take care of that quickly. But you, um, I do sneak people in. I mean, to answer your question, I do. I do like okay. a secret shopper type Well, of, if you ever want me to be a secret shopper, I'm sure we could work something out. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> tell you, and, it, and it's worked for me, like silly things, you know, but it has. Like, you know, we include a lash bath with, with every single eyelash touch-up. And sometimes somebody will go and they're like, oh, I didn't really get a lash bath. What is that? So a lash bath is when the client comes in, they lay down, and we put our cleansing foam on their eyes and with a brush, and we clean them really good, and we rinse twice because no one, even if you clean your lashes every day, nobody's cleaning them as good as we can. It's almost like blow drying your hair. It looks yeah. good when someone else does it. Yeah, but definitely. we can get in between the lash. We can exfoliate the eyelid. All that is super important for healthy hair growth, which a lot of people don't tell you. I can't tell you the amount of people that come in and say, "Oh, the last person who did my lashes, they never told me I had to clean them." I mean, that's insane. You you can get like. Uh, lice and mites in your eyes oh yeah you have to clean your eyes oh my god you're freaking me out right now no you can <laughs> but that's what i mean about like health you know lash health and that's what's important to properly consult with your clients so but you're really beyond the lash stuff right now yeah no i'm beyond the lash stuff now we're doing uh like i said more of the skin tightening the dermal fillers the body contouring um, we, the adding on the IVs to every service has been a really hit because everyone just kind of feels run down. I feel like yeah. in New Jersey, we just go, go, go. Yeah. You well, know? I was just in Europe and, and you did were too. And it's amazing how it's a slower pace. Everybody's not in such a big hurry. There's not such an emphasis on working, work, 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 work all no. the time. No, I know. And Rancheria, I bet, was hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Well, I even found myself getting irritated if I was in a crowd and I felt like people were walking too slowly. Right. I found myself, and then I'm like, but I'm on vacation. Right. Why am I getting annoyed? Where do I, I need to be I know. that fast? I know. But that's just the way we live here. It was just insane. It's just we don't stop. We just don't stop. We really should take some some uh, lessons from over there. I think we should. We should start having a siesta. Oh, well, that's the number one thing I was going to say, a siesta. We all need a break. Like this half hour lunch is, is does not work. Well, I went to Rome a few years ago and somebody there was telling me that 
when you work in corporate, when you go to work, everybody leaves for lunch. Right. And if you and I asked him as an American, if I worked there and I just, you know, plowed through lunch and just ate at my desk, would that be weird? And he said, yeah, it would. People would would sort of be like, what is she doing? Wow. Like, that's just weird. Yeah. So it would be nice to to practice that here. Right. Um, and I try to do that. But I feel like until everybody really gets on board, it's I don't know how practical it is. Right. Well, at the spa, we have split shifts that are six hour shifts because working as hard as we do, it's kind it's very difficult to maintain that pace all day long. So it's important for me that the client at nine o'clock in the morning gets treated just as well as the client or the point it's important for me for the client to get that's getting seen at eight o'clock at night yes. to be treated as the client at nine o'clock in the morning. No, I like that because how many of us have been somewhere where you're you're the last appointment of the day and you feel like you're getting rushed out? Right. Nobody should feel like the last no. appointment of the day. No. So no. I like it sounds like you have a real big emphasis on customer service. Huge. Huge. Because that's what's gonna bring you back. Mm. I have like a seventy thirty rule. Right. And I say it's like 70 is your personality and 30 is the actual work. I agree with that. Because you really have to like the person you're working on that's working on you and that you feel like they're capable of doing their job. I agree with that because you can always find someone else who's going to do your lashes or whatever, do your brows. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, al- I've always had a good experience with the people that I've worked with at your place. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So what do you see the things trending? What do you? Because it seems like you're very good at sort of looking far ahead and seeing where things are going. Well, I do believe everything uh, starts from the, East Co- from the West Coast. I think that that's like the land of beauty and it kind of trickles down over here. Um, I know people think that laser hair removal is dead, but it's not. I think a lot of people still don't know really? about it. Yeah. I mean... Why would anybody want to wax and pay for waxing their entire life when you can get six le- six sessions of laser hair removal and your hair is gone? The problem is it's the same thing. You have to go to a reputable place because these laser machines, you have to change the bulbs. And if you don't change the bulbs, you're not getting a strong enough light, right, to hit that follicle, and it's not going to work. So that's why when I see all these... You know, $100 for full legs on Groupon, it's really? not going to work. Save your $100. Really? You know, it, it's it's mind boggling to me how you see these ads and, and just people are just stealing people's money. I've been wanting to do the laser hair removal. I don't ever want to shave again. Right. Why ever. should you have to? <laughs> you, and, and now, you know, and everything so much, everything is advancing and getting so much better. But I mean, we have a really great business doing laser hair removal. Um, I told you the form of the skin tightening is getting very, very popular. You know, the thing is, skin is in, right? Everyone wants to sh- show skin in the summer. You want your skin tight. And these are non-invasive therapies that can actually just build collagen and build up your own skin, which people want. People are looking less into surgery. Uh, They don't want the downtime. No one really has a month, three weeks to take off of work. Well, what do you do to to kind of keep your finger on the pulse of what's going going on out in L.A.? Uh, Social media is very helpful. I mean, I follow probably everybody. Um, I love to take field trips. Well, I and like field trips, I love, too. Yeah, Danny and I love field trips. Uh, we're actually due for one. Um, but well, So what do you mean by field trip? Just kind of go hang out in L.A.? Go hang out and visit some of these places, get services done, chat. You know, uh, the girls are always, I mean, I've always felt very welcomed where I go, and you just ask questions. You know, a lot of them know when I go, I introduce myself, and I say who I am. And, you know, a lot of these um, 
these uh, devices that I have, they're in mode aesthetics, they partner you up with different companies in different spots who have the same thing. So you can chat and build relationships. Oh, I love that. Like every quarter they have this big event. So you meet people from all over the world. It's pretty amazing. Oh, you have to let me know. Maybe I can tag along on the next one. Yeah, and it's great because then, you you know, you have friends in New York, you have friends in L.A. I mean, it's great. And this is everything I'm doing is huge in Texas. Really? I love that stuff. Yeah. I'd love to follow. I love watching Instagram. And I feel like Instagram is really the place where anybody who does something, you can actually see what they're doing. Like for me, I'm a divorce lawyer. What am I going to put on Instagram? (laughs) But, you know, um, but I feel like for that tattooing and anything to do with hair and makeup or another one I watch a lot are chiropractors. I'm obsessed watching YouTube videos with chiropractors. (laughs) But I feel like it's a really good space for that sort of thing. Right. Instagram, you can, it's a wealth of information. And now that they have that feature where you could, it could direct you to YouTube so you could have a longer one. I'm not so familiar with it, but I'm going to start, I have someone that's going to start helping me because I am not computer savvy. I'm not either. At all. I mean, if I can change, but I just, I just can't get it. Your kid's probably better at it than you are. They are. are. They're so much better. But, you know, it's being current. You know, it's what I do is really 24 seven. I'm trying to find a balance when I'm home to shut the TV off and I mean, shut the phone off because I really need to spend time with my house and the people in my house. Yeah. I'm a little obsessive with it myself. Um, I'm trying to turn it off at night. I think that screen time feature has really like bugged everybody out. Yeah. And you're like, what? I spent 12 hours on my phone. Right. And I'm like, it's work. It's work. But yeah. the problem is, like, you have to set up posts for the next day. It's really important to have that 9 o'clock in the morning post. And um, I heard you could schedule them, but I haven't done that yet. But it's, you, yeah. you have to be current. And, you know, the, the bad side about Instagram, though, is also that everyone knows everything you use and everything you do. You mean your competitors? My competitors. I mean, I'll post something today, and then the next day it's like everyone's doing it. And that's yeah. the part yeah. that I, I hate speaking about. But well, just do it better. Right. Right. Um, something that I noticed quite a while ago is with as far as fillers and cosmetic. When I say cosmetic, I really mean more like um, medical grade, like something you would have to go to a plastic surgeon to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that there used to be this sentiment that it was for old people, mm-hmm. but old people in finger quotes, too, that, right. you know. Because I still have friends that are in their 30s, and when I talk about Botox and things like that, I feel like the attitude sometimes is, oh, I don't need that. Because there's a perception that you have to be older to to kind of do those things. But especially on the West Coast, I feel like that has changed so much that now people are just doing it just to change their features. Right. And has nothing to do with anti-aging. Nothing. Now it's, you know, we could thank Kylie Jenner for that one. Yes. I mean, Mm -hmm. she really, I mean, first of all, I think she looks good right now. You know, I think when she first got them done, I think they were a little, little big, her lips, right? But I think that, um, you know, people push. Well, I have a, I have a bunch of twenty year olds that get the Botox, and they feel it's preventative. Definitely. And to, and to be honest, they do. They may have that one bunny line that has bothered them their whole life, and now they can take care of it. You know, and it's giving them a lot more confidence. Or when they smile, their lips turn in, or they have a gummy smile. Mm-hmm. You know, now you could use twelve units of Botox, and it gives you a lip flip, and you just have now your confidence just went through the roof. Yeah. And well, now what I'm fascinated with on Instagram are the um, the non-surgical rhinoplasties. Oh, yes. I wish I did that. See, I wish that was around. because I, I I love your nose. No, but I had it done. 
You did? I did because I had that bump and I've seen, I've seen did, in house. Did Dr. Asadi do your nose? No, he didn't. <laughs> uh oh, okay. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but he, he is very, very good though. But, um, he, you know, that, that bothers a lot of young girls. And, you know, a lot of, like, I remember when I got married, I told my photographer, no side profile pics. Please. Really? I hate it. When did you do your nose? I did my nose. Let's see. My son was, so this is a funny story. So he was on top of me. We were playing little horsey horsey. And then he went forward and smashed my <gasps> nose. So I never liked it, but I never had like, I a was reason, always nervous. Really. Like I was kind of yeah. nervous to do it. And I was a chicken because I heard it was very painful. And uh, he smashed it. So I had no choice but to get it done. Did he actually so I, break they, it? He broke it. Wow. He broke it. And it just, I mean, I could still hear it. Like if I close my eyes, I could still... Yeah. So thanks, you know, thanks to Luke, I, I was able to get my nose fixed. So that's all you did was remove the bump. Remove the bump. And um, it was when I smiled, it came down a little bit mm-hmm. and that uh, that bothered me. So then they did something. So the, when was this? Was this when I'm before after I met you? I had to have been after because he must have been like four or five and he's nine. That's so funny. Yeah. It must be very subtle because I could I can't tell. Well, see, that's what if you look at me, you see, I'm I'm trying not to be overdone. I, I mean, if we're going to be honest, I have mm-hmm. my lips done. I had my nose done. I do have some cheeks because when I smile, I feel like I have chubby cheeks and I want a little more of contouring. I'm obsessed with the contouring. That's why I love the forma. But everything is just it, it's, it's not to change my look. It's to more enhance my look. Yes. Yeah. That's why I think we have such young patients and clients coming to us because there's these little tweaks you could do that make a world of a difference. Well, and now we all know because... Before all the fillers and Botox, I mean, what there was surgery, right? I don't right. even know what else there was. Well, you know, before, if you had a little bit of, like, skin hanging under your brow and you wanted a brow lift, you'd have to get an eye lift. Who at 20 years old is going to get an eye lift? Yeah. Now, you know, 12 units of Botox lifts her up. And now you have more room for eyeshadow. It's amazing. It's like these little things that people just don't know. The thing that has me is the gummy smile. I think that was the most fantastic, fantastic difference. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. And I'll, I'll well, I've posted on Instagram. I've done my lips. And what I really like about Dr. Asadi is he doesn't overfill them. They right. don't look ridiculous. You know, you don't see these big lips coming at you. Right, right. And then the problem is, too, like, you know, people are doing them on top, so they have, like, that platypus thing happening. Yes. Like, that's yes. just, I, I don't know why people look like that. Yeah, I'm not sure what Khloe Kardashian has done to her lips, but... Oh, she has. I'm not liking them. No. No, she looks really different. She looks very, she looks like a completely different person. I think that's sort of what we're getting at is you don't, I guess if you want to make yourself look completely different, the technology is there, but it doesn't have to be that. No. You're making little tweaks that may, maybe enhance your confidence if there's something that you're self-conscious about. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm big into teaching, you know, um, just overall wellness and teaching about like sunblock and wearing sunblock and reapplying because the sun really does do a lot of damage. Yes. A lot of damage. And we see that with, we do this one service called Lumeca and that's for pigmentation. And we have 25 year olds coming in with such sun damage on their face, specifically one side, the side that they drive on. And that over time can cause skin cancer. I mean, that's, that's melanoma. So that to, to be able to do a service to raise that up and get rid of it, I mean, that's why I really love, I love that one service because it really makes a difference. And so how many treatments does one need for Typically that? Typically three. Everything, we always start at three and then we kind of see. Tweak but it if, from there. Yeah.
So what do you say to people that think it's um, even vain or let's even go beyond that? What do you think? uh, What would you say to people who might be listening and are like, good Lord, these people are crazy. They got to tweak their nose and they got to do their lips and they got to do this. Because you know what? And it's funny because it's I'm Cuban. So I'm, I'm going back to my grandmother had a friend. This is years ago. And she said. And this is going to – some people may take this bad, but it's the truth. If you are – if you feel beautiful on the inside and you're beautiful on the outside, you'll always have a career. And that's the truth. You know what I mean? When people go on job interviews, you know, you're selling yourself, right? Yeah. You want to make sure that you are put together, that you care enough about the way you look in order to either do your job well or almost like taking pride, yeah, you know, and and I and I see that, and I see that with girls who come in for interviews, and they're not dressed nice, and they took no pride. How are you going to even answer my phones if you cannot take a second to put a little bit of mascara on? Well, you know, we you're coming to LH Spa. We're we're let you know, like it's you know a what spa. we do, right? Yeah. Like, get yourself together. Yeah, pay attention to that. Look, you know, we didn't make all this up ourselves, right? No. I mean, this is just the world that we live That's in. That's the world we live in, and we're constantly selling ourselves. Yeah, I mean, we judge everybody. Even subconsciously, you might not be thinking a thought like, oh, God, she looks terrible. But you are making a judgment about somebody when you see them. I'm not talking about being pretty or any of that. I'm just talking about walking around in the world and presenting the best self right to everyone because i always say if you feel if you feel good if you look good then you're going to feel good and vice versa yeah you know yeah, i agree with that um but i think it's kind of like there's two sides of it though right i do feel like because everything is so visible on an instagram that i and not having grown up with instagram i don't know what is what are teen girls experiencing in this day and age with Instagram? You know, are they putting so much pressure on themselves? Right, because all these filters. Right, because these filters have everybody wild. They I do. Mean, or what's that word that the girls use? Uh, catfishing. Like you know, somebody will post a picture on Instagram, then you see them in person, and you're like, wow, that looks nothing like you. It's true. Right. Well, I think you know some of the celebrities have even been very honest about it and say, look, you know, I don't look like that. Right. You know, I had a professional makeup artist, perfect lighting, um, right. a, a professional photographer, filters, Demi Photoshop. Lovato. She just posted that picture on, on Instagram and she had zero filters and she got a lot of love and support. Oh, I got to look at that. Yeah, that was that. a pretty like insane picture. It almost doesn't even look like her, but that's, you know, no Photoshop. That's no filters. It's a tricky nothing. balance. But you know what? I have young adolescent girls at the age of 14, 15 who come in the spa. And they have, their faces are completely broken out. And their mothers are about to put them on Accutane. That, in my opinion, I feel that is, like, the worst, right? You you're, you almost become allergic to the sun. Uh, it's super painful. Your face dries out. I mean, you, you know, it it could affect your fertility. I mean, it's really? huge. Oh, it's huge. What do you think they should do instead? Well, there's things we can do where we could start, like, doing dermal infusions, right? We could do their... What is that? Dermal infusions, like microdermabrasion. And it has a customizable serums, and one being pore clarifying. So it's a diamond tip, and it's exfoliating on top of the surface of your skin. And while it's slowly being dragged across, it's not only it's exfoliating and extracting, and then having the serum go inside. So it's like infusing and extracting all at the same time. It takes a half hour. 
We do one that's called a Dermal Infusion Express. It's $100. If they come in every two weeks, they will see a significant difference. We coach them on things like change your pillowcase every mm-hmm. night, right? Put your hair on top of your head because your hair has a lot of oils. Your um, hair product can get into your, you know, into your skin. There's little tips and tricks we could do. There's products that we have that could help them. Uh, the Fractora that I was speaking about before, that is for that helps a lot with active acne. It's a little painful, but you know what? If you can avoid Accutane, and again, get your confidence back, these girls are not going out with their friends. They're not doing sports anymore. They're coming home right after school. Unfortunately, they're being made fun of at school. You know, if I could do yeah. anything to help them, it's not about being pretty. It's about them really feeling good. Yeah. No, I agree and, with you 100%. I mean, that, you know, we've had a, a couple of... Um, I want to say like they're about 14, 15 years old that we've helped dramatically and they're so thankful and their mothers are so thankful. Well, that's not something that I knew. So I'm I didn't know that either. I'm guessing that a lot of people don't know. No, growing up, I didn't know that. I never had a facial. You know, a lot of these mothers now are more conscious and mostly because of what the other mothers are saying or what they're seeing, too. Like I'm not being vain about it. It's just real life. Yeah, it is. it's out there. Yeah. I mean, we could sit here and pretend that it doesn't exist, but. The fact is our daughters and, you know, your daughters are going on Instagram and they're looking at the Kardashians or whoever. Right. You know, Kylie Jenner's of the world. And like this, I'm going to give you an example, a personal experience. I used to have these bumps on the back of my arms and I used to hate them. And I used to pick them all the time and I have scars. So over time, you know, I got older. They kind of went away. The sun helped. Now that dermal infusion machine I was talking about, that device, they have... Um, we can actually do them in the back of your arm that completely exfoliates them and takes them completely away. Really? When I tell, like, because there's not, like, right now you're wearing a tank top. Mm-hmm. If I were to brush your arm, like, I would never wear a tank top when I was young because of those bumps. Really? Never. And I know there's more, there's a lot of us. It's almost oh like God. they call that chicken skin. Yes. If I have something that could help that chicken skin, I want the world to know. Oh, my God. So if anybody who has chicken skin. <laughs> but it sounds silly, but Go that would to. bother me. I'd be like, why did they just rub my arm? I hate when they rub my arm. Yeah, it's I so know. silly. I know. But probably other people didn't really notice. Not the way that you did. Oh, it bothered me. It really bothered me. And I scarred. Yeah. So, so where are we going next? Where I, I don't know if you want to disclose the third no. location. Well, what we're doing actually is we are knocking down the wall in Livingston. The, our neighbor's leaving. He found a better space that was, you know, better suited for him. Was it the gym? Yes. Okay, remember yes. the gym. Yes, the gym is now gone, and I wish him all the luck in the world. And so we're going to knock down the wall, and we're going to look more like a med spa instead of a beauty boutique. So I'm really excited. Um you know, this is something we wanted to do a long time ago, and uh, now we're finally going to do it, so I'm excited. You know, I'm excited and nervous. You know, it's always uh, it's always like a catch-22, but it's going to be great. It's going to be great because I am from the mindset that, you you know, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And also, if I want to look like a med spa, I have to look like one. So, I, that's right. So now we're at the design stage, which is a very exciting stage, but we don't know if we're going to go towards more of the Madison kind of black, white, and gold, what we're going to do. Oh, I like that. More field trips. So if you need to discard of any decor, you just let me know. Oh, I'll let you know. <laughs> I, I'll, I Actually, we do have some stuff like mirrors in the basement. <gasps> yes. I do. Yeah, mirrors. I actually have one, yeah. I remember you had a mirror that had, I don't know, these look like crystals. Like They were big, like maybe, I don't know. Like in the bathroom. Inch. 
Yes, I yes. loved that. If you ever happen to get rid of that, you just yeah, you know what? I has. I think it has to be in the basement, actually. So, what's the timing? When when you expect to roll that out? So we get the keys on September sixteenth. We got the keys. Nice. So we Congratulations. Had a yeah, I mean, we didn't have that much notice. You know, we wish we had a little more notice, but yeah. we have new landlords who are great, and um, you know. They're doing the best they can. So but. how about a franchise? Would you have a franchise? I don't know if you can do that, but... I would. Someone told me I need to have at least three stores to even think about it. Really? But that is the goal. Nice. That Good is the goal. for you. But I'd like to stay on. You know, let's just say somebody's interested, which I hope you are. And I'd like to stay on for a couple of years because I think at the end, you know, it's still my baby, you know, and, and I still have really a lot of ideas well if you franchised it you would so basically you would just hand over the the locations to to whoever wants to buy it is that I, how it works i'm not really sure how it works i know that um i do know you need three to even be considered and then i think you i don't know how many each would have to buy or whatever or like if i get to keep the ones i have like i'm not really so sure dare i say goes. you'd be the mcdonald's of med spas oh my god <laughs> From your lips to something, God's ears. Something better than McDonald's. Yeah. No, something a little great. more upscale than McDonald's, yeah, right? No, that would be great. That would be great. I mean, that's always been kind of the vision. You know? Wow. Yeah. So even when you started out as a lash house, was it? It was a vision. It was a vision, for sure. Um, but it was just so much. Everything just happened so fast. Yeah. That's really amazing that it happened so fast. Because I think a lot of people think if I start my own business, it, it's going to be a struggle. I'm, you know, I'm going to be, I'm not going to have money. I'm going to be right. Listen, really for hustling. Many, for, for many years, I hustled. I didn't have any money. I had babies and you just miss out on a lot of things. Uh, that's one thing that I think people forget. You know, you have to choose. You know, many times I had to say no to parties and events and different things because I had work and I had work the next day. And um, I'm really proud of where we are now, but it hasn't been easy. I definitely don't think I'm done now. Now expanding Livingston, that's that's going to be, it's going to be a lot of work, you know. I'm probably going to have to go back into the rooms more, but that's fine, you know. So if you weren't doing this, what do you think you would be doing? Well, originally, before I went to beauty school, I wanted to be in PR. Really? But I wanted to be in PR for fashion. Or another job I wanted to do was I wanted to organize fashion shows. Like, I wanted to be the person that picks the music, who walks out to... You know, what other clothing, clothing or, you know. What did you go to college for? Communications. Okay. Yeah. And where did you go? I went to Ramapo. Okay. Yeah. So how did you get diverted though? How come, I guess you just, you got into aesthetics. It's because of the salon. So I worked in the salon the entire time that I was going to school. And then I just wanted to go to beauty school. I didn't want to do anything. You kind of are doing PR. Yeah. I mean, for yourself. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to, I wanted to go to beauty school. I really wanted to make people feel good. Well, I think you're doing and that. And you know what? Remember that movie, Devil Wears Prada? Yes, I love that movie. one of my movie. favorites. That kind of discouraged me. I'm going to be super really? honest. Yeah, because I didn't want to just fetch coffee and people's dry cleaning. And I didn't know anybody. And everyone used to tell me, you have to know somebody. And I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I was like, eh, maybe I'll just go to beauty school. I really do love the salon business. I do love the spa business. So it just happened to work out. You kind of, you. I think you do. Well, with anything, most things, you have to start out at the bottom, right? Right, right. Because you kind of did. And I, I mean, did. you were in a one room, and now you've got oh. two locations. Well, I was a receptionist for about a good eight years of my life, and I had, you know, you had to clean up, and you had a job, and yeah, so no. So what if somebody wants to do that now? 
would you tell them just start out working for someone or would you or, you know, maybe for somebody who's like, let's say me, if I'm, I'm a lawyer, if I'm like, screw this, I don't want to run a law firm anymore. I'm going to do lashes. Should I work for somebody? Should I just try it on my own? What I would do is I would go to like, I think Borboletta was a good certification. Um, uh, you know, that was a good class. Other girls have had, I mean, I've been to that as well. I've had a really good experience. My original class was Extreme Lash. Um, I had a very good experience there too. I mean, I would also work with somebody because I think it's important to know the business. Like I have an apprentice right now who's fantastic. And I think, and almost can guarantee it's because she worked the desk. When you work the desk, you get to see why people, what the conversation's like when they call, what they're, um, what exactly is it that they're looking for, Right. And if they call to complain, you see what they're complaining about. So it's like that customer service there at the front will make you better inside the room and ask you'll be able to ask better questions inside once inside the room. I think you get to just kind of be a fly on the wall, too. Right. And see how everything is well, organized. Well, like people call and say, I'd like to get a full set of lashes or, or I'd like to get a facial. OK, well, you know, I have pigmentation and this is my expectation. You know, so at there you can manage your expectations. There's a lot of managing at that front desk. That I think yeah. it's an important skill to then work on actual clients. I remember when you first started out and you were kind of, um, you know, articulating your frustration, I'll say, at being able to find a good receptionist. Oh, it's still a challenge. Yeah. Hiring you know is what? a challenge. At least, you know, it's funny because, you know, being friends with different people in the industry, you get to almost, I don't want to say commiserate, but you get to speak. And that has always been the challenge. You know why? But I haven't figured out why. Because no one is a professional receptionist. Yeah, there's no it's such thing, It's always right? a stop. They're working while they're going mm. to school or they're in between jobs. Or, you know, lately I'm getting a lot of people who want, now their kids are old enough and they're going to school full time and now they want to, they need a job. So they think it's an easy job. It is the hardest job. It is the quarterback of the salon. It is not easy. It's to be respected. And I always tell the front desk, you know, they're, how important their job is and also, you know, the staff you know, not to abuse a front desk because yeah. they're they're basically making all their appointments and they're they're making their money. Yeah. For them. Well, my last experience at Livingston, you had somebody good there. I don't know what her name was. I forgot her name, but whoever was there, she was good. And then the one yeah. I met at Madison was wonderful. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was you. I was going to say, wait, well, because I was going to say, wait a minute, was I with this, uh, was I you in Madison? Were, yeah. You were at the front well, desk. Well, do you know that I still do the front desk Wednesday nights? I think that's um, that's to your credit because there's so many people that when they get big, right, they're too good to do anything, right? But you'll get your hands no, dirty. No, no, yeah, no. I actually don't mind it. It's funny. The thing, the girl, Livingston hates when I'm working in Madison because I take too long on the phone. Really? <laughs> well, because I recognize names. I'll say, how are you? Or they'll recognize me. And then we'll start to chat. But, you know, I'll, I'll ask the right questions. And, you know, when you're booking a facial, we have to ask different questions. I'll ask them if they want to, you know, add certain add-ons on so we, we could already book that time so no one feels rushed. Well, I think that's great. I, I mean, that's, services. that's why you're doing so well, because you understand your client and you understand what they want when they come in. And I can attest to the fact that you have a good experience when you go. Um, not to mention you have a lot of little goodies there that I like to just kind of shop. Yeah, we have a full retail um, boutique area that 
is uh, filled with skincare and lip care and yeah. lipstick. It's and a candles. fun place to go. If you're a girl, just go because you'll love it. <laughs> so we have to wrap up. Thank okay. you so much for oh, my pleasure. sharing this fast. experience. I know, didn't it? It always goes by so fast. Yeah. So just tell us and tell everyone where you are and how we can reach you if somebody wants to come in for a service. Okay, so we are located in Livingston and Madison, New Jersey. In Livingston, we are 250 South Livingston Avenue. And in Madison, we are at 10 Elmer Street, which is parallel to Maine. And we're open seven days a week. And full for you can go on our website for full information um, of services, descriptions, and pricing. And that's www.lhspaandrejuvenation.com. And what's your Instagram handle? And it's lhspaandrejuvenation. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you for listening to Wake Up Call with Christina Previtt. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Cheers.